Welcome back to another episode of Talking Sports A to Z. Been a, a couple weeks. We wanted to give you guys, you know, time to to kind of reflect on everything going on, you know, around the country. And um, you know, it's, it's good to be back here. And we're we're going to get into, you know, the NBA restarting, um, the the PGA Tour coming back with golf this week. A couple of bets I have for you uh, with the PGA Tour coming back this week, and and kind of discuss things going around this country. So. Welcome back in, guys. Alex Bush here alongside Drew's Logar. You know, excited to get back and talk to you guys. How's it going, Drew? What's going on, man? Yeah, exactly. Like you said, uh, really pumped to be back on the airways with you, talking to all you guys listening. Um, hope everyone's obviously staying safe, staying healthy. Uh, we're dealing with some crazy times in our society, and uh, I've been overwhelmed in a positive uh, in a positive way, seeing everyone rallying. Uh, for the good fight. Um, we've seen multiple athletes, multiple public figures, and, and frankly, the entire uh, black community through the years try to advocate for the equal rights. And um, oftentimes through my life, I can only speak on my 25 years, but uh, people have kind of put a blind eye to it. And um, it, it's a shame and terrible how George Floyd uh, left us and uh, rightfully so that that cop should never see uh, the sunlight again um, but the fact that we are seeing so many people stand behind uh, the good fight uh, they're, they're speaking up for for black lives mattering and um, from black white asian Every, every, everyone in between, everyone seems to be uh, finally coming, coming alive and, and becoming awake to what has been a, frankly, a pandemic for hundreds and hundreds of years. So um, still a lot to, of work to do, but like you said, to start our show, we, out of respect, kind of have been on the quieter side of things, haven't posted a podcast in a couple of weeks because we we ourselves wanted to discuss how we wanted to come back in a respectful way. So wanted to just shed some light there. And I'm sure Bush, you, you feel the same way as I do, but seeing all the sports of public figures, the guys that we look up to as sports fans rallying around together um, in, in large majority, it's been awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough time with literally everything going on. I think that, um, you know, in movements like these, it takes a lot of tough times to, to get, get things right or at least better. And I think that you're seeing that around the community, which is, is really good. And I hope there's, you know, more good from bad. And, and just for people, you know, like us, we're, we're not born that way. We're, you know, these privileged, you know, white kids from, you know, suburban areas. We, we we're here to listen and kind of learn what's, what's going on. And, um, you know, it's been eye opening for me. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, you kind of touched on that as well. Awesome. Yeah. But, uh, through all this, there's been, uh, some positives in the past couple of weeks. Uh, the NBA obviously, uh, finally came to an agreement, um, July 31st, um, the NBA and the NBA players association, agreed on on a restart date so mm -hmm. uh 22 teams we have an eight game regular season we'll call it to finish out the regular season um and then 
correct me if I'm wrong, but at the end of those eight games, uh, the ninth seed, if they are within four games of the eighth seed, they will have a play-in tournament to get that eighth seed figured out. Figured out. But if after the eight regular season games, if the eighth seed is out of reach, then playoffs start how they stay. So mm-hmm. um, understanding the rules and, and uh, kind of the regulations around this restart, um, Bush, what were your thoughts? It's a July 31st start. So I, get, I think game seven of an NBA finals would be October 12th. Um, <laughs> This kind of it restructures the outlook of how the NBA season has looked for years and years and years. Um, but in general, it's a positive sign that one of the most popular sports leagues in the world is, is back. So what were your thoughts when uh, this came back uh, and, and became official that the NBA was returning? Yeah, I mean, what is it? July 9th or June 9th. So, you know, the finals would be going on right now, which is just crazy. You know, if it were a, a regular season um, without, you know, this whole pandemic, it's just, it's crazy. But I'm, I mean, it was going to come back. We knew it. Um, yeah. Justin Lester, you owe me money because you said it wasn't coming back. I just want to remind him that. Um, you probably owe him money from the 2K game though. No, we never bet <laughs> on that. Oh, actually we did, but that's okay. I paid him. He still owes me a little bit from this because we knew it was coming back. I mean, in one way or another, um, right. it's going to be crazy that they're all playing in one area. And I, I was reading reports that they're going to try and be playing like five games a day, which is pretty yeah. sweet. Like, like um, I called it August madness. Like, dude, we missed March Madness, but imagine just these games going, especially when the playoffs start, one after another. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be pretty cool. It's going to be crazy to have golf, hockey, basketball. Who the hell knows what's going on with baseball, but possibly baseball if they were to come to an agreement, all going on Soccer. at once. Yeah, Soccer. I mean, Soccer's returning. So. Sorry, Mikey. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, even, yeah, just out of the those sports kind of all going on at the same time will be a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's, it's cool that they, you know, left some teams in that, that still have a fighting chance at that playoff right. uh, spot because, you know, these lower teams, they don't want to come there to play games for no reason. But, you know, if, you, if there's a fighting chance to make the playoffs, you deserve to be in there. And it's really good to see that, especially in the Western Conference, having all those teams kind of jumbled, um, you know, with, with eight regular season games, anything could happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be – from the start, it's going to be like playoff basketball to start because, well, you you know, there's going to be rust, but I think that the, just the intensity is going to be like playoff basketball from the start, which will be pretty yeah. sweet. And they're going to be, you know, missing playing for so long. And it'll be weird without fans, but they're going to be, you know, ready. And it's going to be um, kind of a, kind of a sprint to the finish, which will be cool. I'm excited, man. I think everything you just touched on, I agree with. I'm very excited. Um, I, I look at it as kind of like a playground atmosphere with all the games in a row. I, I read the same report of you that uh, one of the mocks um, of how they envision this restart going is that there's going to be multiple games in a day. Um, yeah. They're all on one campus. So, uh, and then it's kind of playgroundy of just rolling the ball out and going, but it also has summer league vibes. I know you and I both yep. worked on that's, what, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. During yeah. a summer league. And it was literally just, I remember working those games. You were out in Vegas, but I was back at home base. Like working those days of just game after game after game was mm-hmm. incredible and a lot of fun. But it was also, it, it was so much basketball. It was, it was almost like we were in Nirvana. So, uh, But if having it as a fan will be fun. 
That's for yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, given the stakes, and given given that we're at the finish line, and that's how they're starting again, I think it's going to be incredible. Um, mm-hmm. But there's still a lot of things uh, to be ironed out, and some of which uh, are how the days are going to go. I don't think that they've yet set into stone um, the, the like the daily games and scheduling of that sort. So that's yeah. something to get figured out. Um, but also something that was on my mind is the injury aspect of things. And then frankly, the pandemic. So I wanted to get your take. I don't think there's either, there's really a wrong or right answer to this. This is kind of an opinionated uh, topic of conversation. Um, I find it hard to believe that with 22 teams and, and 12 to 15 players on each team, that all of those human beings are all going to stay coronavirus free. Like all the numbers around the country in general are going down. That's good. Um, But for some, I I still believe that we're going to see a case or two or, or a few. And how, how do you think that a league like the NBA is going to deal with that? I've heard that they're, I heard one report that Adam Silver is basically conditioning these teams ahead of time that try not to flip out and, and go crazy. If, if one of your athletes get it, we're going to, we're going to treat it as an individual case, but um, we're not necessarily going to just pull your whole team out. But with that said, it's like the other side of the argument is like, if, if player X has it, he's been around everybody on his team yeah. touching like so close. So what is your thought about how they, how mostly effective uh, it could be regarding this pandemic, given the sense that everyone is in the said bubble? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing you're in a bubble and you're all in there, but you have to, you know, they're going to definitely be testing before you get in there. Um, and then, I don't know how frequently, but I'd assume that every day you play, you'd be getting tested, but you know, it's different. I know that just from knowing people that still work at the tour and the PGA tour is coming back. I know that there are even their staff and people that are going to travel to work. They're getting tested before they go to the airport. They're getting tested when they get there. They're getting tested every day on site. So I think that wow. it's just a thing where you got to consistently be tested. And I think that, like you said, you can't freak out if one person has it, if one person has it, you treat it like, you know, you, you isolate that person and you still go on and you're getting tested. So you're, you're, you know, you'll, you'll know if other people are getting it. I think that at this point, it's not a, you know, it's not breaking out like when Rudy Gobert got it, like, it's not going to be the same thing. Like the UFC, when they came back, one of their guys had it and he wasn't able to participate. It's the same kind of thing. Um, Teams is tougher, especially a lot of teams in the same area, but you know, if someone gets it, you gotta, you gotta isolate them and, and kind of treat that on a per case basis. Um, but you know, having no fans, having very limited staff is going to, is going to be helpful and having them kind of in that bubble that they're not really allowed to leave almost like an AAU tournament kind of thing, kind of vibes when you're a kid and you can't really do much, you know? So it's going to be weird. It's going to be different. Every sport's going to be different until, you know, there's a vaccine or something like that along those lines. So, you know, you kind of got to, got to deal with it per case basis and and just stay prepared and be ready for that because it's going to happen. 
Yep, I, I agree with you. But I think that's eloquently said. I, I agree with your take. Um, obviously, the elephant in the room is, God forbid, like a LeBron James or a – Yeah, that's, that's the thing you got to think about. Imagine if a star player were to get it. It's right. just crazy. And but, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Treat it not – it's not that it's not important, but you treat it like an injury to the fact where that guy's out, but then they got to isolate yep. Yep. Sorry, my computer's uh, falling right now. <laughs> exactly right. I think uh I think that's uh how I stand as well. But mm-hmm. uh guys feel free to uh chime in um on our social handles at Talking Sports A Z on all uh three main Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we'd love to hear your comments because this is something uh that there isn't really a right or wrong answer until uh the people of power at the NBA deem uh, rules and regulations regarding mm-hmm. this. So until then uh, it's fun to brainstorm. So we'd love to hear your guys' yeah. thoughts. Um, but yeah, Bush, let, let's get into it. So the 22 teams um, we're, I'm looking right now on ESPN.com uh, in order. We have the Milwaukee Bucks, the Los Angeles Lakers. We have the, uh, uh, the LA Clippers are up there. Um so just going through all the teams that are going to the the dome, this, the bubble, who do you like in this kind of abbreviated uh, session of games to make some noise here? Uh, I guess maybe we start with the, the, the battle for the eighth seed. So in the Eastern Conference, we have only the uh, Washington Wizards fighting to get back in. And then in the West, we have uh, – a medley of teams down there at the bottom. It's the Suns, the uh, Mavericks, the Memphis Grizzlies, the New Orleans Pelicans, I believe. Yeah, Pelicans, Portland. Portland Kings, as well. San Antonio. Awesome. So uh, of those teams, you know, who do you – do you think that we're going to see an actual battle for any eighth seed? So – Currently, right now, who has the eighth seed in the East and West? So the East uh, eight is Orlando, seven's Brooklyn. They're separated by a half a game. And then Washington's – see, this is the thing about these. Washington's five and a half games out. I think there's – they pretty much have to run the table. You okay. know, they, um, they need a lot of help. They have to run I, the table, and they need, like, Orlando and Brooklyn. They need help, like, too, yeah. I think, yeah. I think the East is locked up, in my opinion. Um, okay. But – you really don't know. But then the West, uh, seven's Dallas, eight is Memphis. Dallas is pretty much solidified. They're up They're up seven games on the eight seed. So it's really just for the eight seed, which is Memphis, Portland, New Orleans, SAC, uh, San Antonio, Phoenix, and they're all within six games from eight till the bottom. Um, you know who I actually really – I mean, this all obviously all has to do with health and everything and how everyone comes back with rust. But um, I think that Portland could be a team that could could catch a bubble, um, catch a bubble <laughs> in the bubble, catch, catch kind of like, you know, lightning in a bottle kind of thing. And um, that's, you know, you talk about that in the NCAA tournament, but that's kind of what this is. You know, you got eight games to to kind of fight your way in um, and you treat them do or die. And I think the having guys like guys like Lillard um, with that just ferocious kind of winning mentality um, in this kind of thing, uh, this kind of situation where you're, you're three and a half games back with eight games to play. So um, I think that they'd be a team that they, that you, that you should watch for um, in 
kind of that fight for eight. Um, I think that uh, New Orleans could be a question mark there too. They're, New Orleans, Portland, and Sacramento are all three and a half games back. So, And then San Antonio's uh, four games back. So those are all teams that, that really realistically could do something. Not trying to leave out your sons, but they're six games yeah. back. That's, I mean, that's tough. So, it was incredible, man. I had a bunch of buddies reach out to me and they were like, "The Suns." I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> even if it's in, uh, even if it's in the most abbreviated season and way possible, it's it's cool that they got the nod. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. They're they're not catching anybody, but the fact that they made it there is is a fun fun little sign. But um, yeah, I think ideally I would love to see Zion in the playoffs. More, That'd be more sweet. Zion. More Zion, the better, in my opinion. But uh, I would say that if another team can get in, I would love to see uh, Damian Lillard. He's, uh, I think, one of my favorites and one of NBA fans in like in an umbrella basis. Everyone loves Damian Lillard. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a, he's a player that is a killer on the court but he's quiet, humble, and to himself off the court. So and he's never bars. in bad news. Yeah, <laughs> and he spits bars, exactly. But he's never a guy that's stirring up controversy. And uh, when he's, uh, you know, quiet and respectful off the court, but then he's just a dog on the court, uh, he, he's a guy to easily root for. And mm-hmm. in an eight-game sprint to the finish to get in, you need one of those alphas that is good enough to just absolutely take over. And uh, and Carmelo think, is that guy. Let me see. Let me see that uh, shirt. Shout out Carmelo. Melo. Shout out my guy. <laughs> hey, he, <laughs> hey, he's, he he always <laughs> dominates the courts when he's playing street ball. <laughs> Pick up uh, Melo to come in as a microwave option, but then yeah, Lillard uh, to just take over. I, I like that uh, look. Um, but even still, if, if Memphis holds on to that eighth seed, John Morant, uh, yeah. in my opinion, wins. Really I mean, you saw him in March Madness really last like, year. He, oh, he's, he's incredible. So a uh, lot of good things. Um, so if you had to put money, I think the East is locked up. You'll, you'll mm-hmm. see Orlando and, and Brooklyn uh, stay in the seven and eight, I believe. Uh, if you had to uh, put it, a Bush's best bet, I'm going to jump in as well. But who do you have getting that eighth seed in the West, given all of the close teams uh, around that spot uh, and Memphis holding it currently? Yeah, I mean, what is it, three and a half games? You got eight games. You probably got to win just to be safe with other teams, how Memphis does. You probably got to win six probably to be safe and going, you know, making it to that playoff to, to get in. So, I mean, it's going to be tough, but I, I think Portland's a really good bet, um, you know, especially because if you were kind of betting on who's going to make it in, they're going to have pretty good, uh, pretty good odds in the betters favor. So I think that they'd be a good bet. Um, but I mean, don't count out a team that's three and a half games up with eight games to play. So, you know, I could see, um, you know, Memphis and Portland are my two teams that I think have probably the best chance. I mean, kind of kind of going chalk there but um just by the standings but that's kind of what I would think I uh I think I agree with you I think if I had the bet I think Memphis uh, keeps their spot yeah um, they were they were scrappy enough and weren't so heavily reliant on one type of thing uh that this long layoff 
could have really hurt them or could have hurt like the steam of, of an engine of a guy that was just having an unbelievable season. They were kind of running as a good overall team. So I, I think that that plays in their favor. Um, I think the, the one man army type thing, that type, that sprint to the finish aspect that gives Lillard the best option. And I think he's the best, uh, player for that type of scenario i'd, lo- uh, I'd love to see portland kind of make a run here that'd be fun i mean i might yeah. put but i might put something on them to uh to get that eight spot because that that's you're gonna get good pretty good odds i wonder what those odds are probably like plus 180 200 i mean you're gonna get good yeah. odds on that anything anything higher than that take it and run because like that that's i mean that also just as a fan watching would be a lot of fun too you've seen we just so many ten thirty games where <laughs> Lillard goes off, you know, um, just imagine him in kind of a March madness format, um, you know, playing, playing every day, uh, playing back to back kind of stuff. So, right. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be looking, fun. Uh, now moving on from the, uh, from the wet, uh, the battle for the eighth seed, I guess we could call it. You're looking at, uh, both the West and Eastern conference, um, mm-hmm. Who do you like? So I'll give you the top four. We'll start on the Eastern Conference. Top four seeds, Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, and Miami. Um, it's worth noting that uh, Indiana five, Brooklyn – or sorry, Philadelphia six. Who do you like in this abbreviated season to represent the Eastern Conference? Do you see Giannis uh, and the Bucks with how dominant they were during the like first part of the regular season, do you see that staying or do you see a surprise team coming in and uh, representing the East in Orlando? The team that I, so I, I, if I were to, you know, if I were betting man on this, I'd take Milwaukee out of the East, you know, every day. But I think that in this style where you're playing probably, you know, three days, three games or four days kind of thing, you're playing a lot of games, day games, just a lot of, March Madness feel, a lot of spark, a lot of um, catching lightning in a bottle. I think that Toronto is a team that feeds off of that um, because of their – I mean, they lose they lose big guys, and they're still there. They're still here, and they're, yeah. they're feeding off of that, like, you know, they doubted us kind of thing um, just because of, yeah. you know, losing your core last year in Kawhi. And I think that they're a team that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. You know, I love Kyle Lowry, so I really um, – you know, I, I want to see that, um, but I think they're a team that, that, that could could surprise people. Um, you know, a two seed's not going to surprise people, but a Toronto team losing Kawhi is going to surprise people. So I think that, you know, they, they definitely have, um, you know, you know promise here in this, this kind of format. But Milwaukee is so dominant. It's just, I think they're, you know, it's, it's going to, I can't even speak. It's going to depend on Russ, but I really think that they're going to be real, real, real tough to beat. So, and, um, yeah, you know, I think, yeah, go on. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no worries. I, sorry to interrupt you, but, uh, you're fine. I think those are good takes. Um, I, I believe that Milwaukee will represent, um, mm-hmm. we talked about having that alpha to take over. I think in a one game consistent basis this season, Giannis was the, alpha in the league and you, I feel like if I have confidence 
in anybody during the pandemic to be working their absolute ass off. Mm -hmm. It was Giannis. So I, I feel like he's going to come in fresh and ready to freaking roll and determined, yeah. man. He's, uh, he, he's widely considered one of the best in the game, but hasn't done really anything in the playoffs whatsoever. I think they have one series win with him like leading their charge. So he really needs to, for him to make that elevation to like stardom status that like the LeBrons, the Kawhis, the guys that we can trust to run a franchise, he needs to take that next step. So I think mm -hmm. he's motivated and, and will get it done. But if I had to think of another team, I like uh, Boston's chances. I think um, with how young they are collectively with who they trust and, and rely on the Jason Tatum's, the um, Jalen Brown's, um and, and the like i i like their youth and their athletic falls with, with <laughs> exactly with the coaching uh with the coaching of brad to figure success out in this unique situation so i do have milwaukee but my team that i uh also wouldn't be surprised about would be boston so let's Agreed. transition think... to the west go, go ahead on. I was just going to say, I think I liken Boston to kind of the Toronto um, mentality that they can kind of catch this spark and, and keep it going. Because they're a team that, like just in their past, they've been such a momentum kind of team. Even even back when they had, you know, Kyrie for a quick stint, um, you know, their team that, that in series would go down 2-0. Remember the, remember the series against uh, Philly two years ago, the back and forth momentum kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I think that them taking that spark and that momentum and kind of capturing it could be uh, could be good for them as well. They they kind of likened me to to Toronto in that sense, but more skill in my opinion. So moving to the West, we have the Lakers one, Clippers two. So LA dominating the the top two spots in the West. All right, all right, just stop, just stop, just stop. Ask me the question, and I'll answer it right now. <laughs> so, the Lakers are uh, going to win the finals if that's what you're asking. <laughs> Okay, so we care. obviously who else is playing <laughs> the, the biggest LeBron stand out there. I wasn't surprised to hear that you're all in on LeBron and the Lakers, but let me just do the due diligence. We have Denver three, Utah four, OKC five, um, and then the other team worth noting is that Houston is at six. We already mm -hmm. listed Dallas and Memphis rounding out yep. the table, but LA, LA, Denver, Utah, OKC, Houston. Um, you skipped ahead a couple uh, steps. You already have the Lakers there. Yeah. Um, is it is it as simple as the two LA teams are going to be the two vying for it? I, I think I'm looking at these teams. I mean, I think so, but dude, so so many of these teams are just so talented and so. I, I'm going to say this a thousand times going through this, but like momentum's going to be so big in this format that I think teams like Boston, or sorry, Boston, Denver, Utah, even Houston. I mean, that team is so much more talented than a six seed. I mean, I, I could see really any team giving both LA teams a, um, a run for their money. But, you know, at the end of the day, LeBron's going to, win the title like, like can we just stop there like <laughs> okay, okay. put all your money on the lakers right now 
everyone who's listening that knows you is like, all right, we could have. Uh, I Shaking their head. <laughs> fast forward through this segment because I knew the answer. I knew you were going to pick the Lakers. Um, I'm looking at this. I like the I like the Lakers. Um, you want to talk about a guy that's motivated to uh, motivated to win another one, and also has the wherewithal to understand that he's on the back nine of his career. Last yeah, and you'd ago. think the last dance didn't motivate him. One hundred percent. So Oof. he knows that he knows that his time is ticking, um, and with Anthony Davis, uh, with the team that he has around him, they're good now, but old and they don't have too much cap to like continue to like retool and rebuild each Mm -hmm. season uh, in and out so this is as good of a time as LeBron has left on his uh his timeline here to to get it done so I I think Mm -hmm. he will be a motivated maniac um I'm interested to see how the Paul George and the Kawhi experiment comes back off of this big layover. The The Clippers mm-hmm. were, I think, the best team in the league when they were clicking, but yeah. they had so many moments that they just weren't fitting and, and weren't meshing together. And it's going to be interesting to see what Clippers team we get in this restart because it could either be gangbusters and Lakers look out, or it could be – the Mavericks might upend them in the first round uh, playoff series. Either yeah. one, like I think has a, a viable option of having. I mean, I think you're um, going to get that. You're going to get that talented team no matter what. And it's, I just, I just don't see the Clippers coming out in this kind of, um, you know, they're all together this year. They have a good chance, you know, don't let having this layover screw up your chances. And I think that it, they're the two LA teams are going to be in the, Western Conference Finals, hands down. So, yeah, I, I want to give Houston an, a, a hat tip here because uh, I think a team like Houston that's just all offense, they rely on uh, Russ and, and Russell Westbrook and James Harden to just absolutely take over. And in this abbreviated time, you need those takeover guys. So, I do think mm-hmm. Houston as a six seed is good value. Um, Denver yeah. has has been like the fraud of the last they'd be, three. They'd be playing Denver, right? If it ended today. Yep. They'd be playing Denver. Okay. And it's like Denver is one of those, like those regular season teams, you know, they're going to be in the top four or so because they win all these regular season games, but with Jokic or Murray, if you even want to call him uh, Murray, your, your best player as that go getter for your team, I don't think you're ever going to be, successful so that's a tough thing because they're so talented they have so many great great players but they Jokic is incredible but relying on that kind of game in that really you can't change your game too much because he's kind of I mean he can shoot but he is very having a big man like that be your guy is really tough the thing with Jokic that you'll never 2020 you'll never hate on him like a guy like Rudy Gobert you have you have actual flaws to point out. Like, yeah, he is an unbelievable best defensive big man in the game, but he can't shoot outside. Can't of shoot. Jokic can do a little bit of it all, but he's so slow and so labor. <laughs> he's so slow. In in a in a in a. <laughs> and game. he can't play those minutes when you need him to all the time. Right, because you know? he gets he gets gassed, and in a in a day and age where 
the modern era of basketball is fast, fast, run. Well, go. also wait till they're playing four games in five days or something so, like that, you know? Yeah, that's another, it's another good point and another reason why in an, in a crazy way, it sounds like I'm being uh, foolish when I say this, but Jokic, in my opinion, is best being a number two. I, I think if you if, if a team is ever going to rely on a Nikola Jokic, you damn sure better have to have like better than a Gary stud Harris. point guard. Like yeah, you need you need better than even what Denver has right now because yeah. it's just not enough to have a laboring slow big man like Jokic, even though he's talented as hell. So I, agree. I, I think it's not surprising you and I typically have uh, similar basketball takes that we we both mm. like the Lakers, we both like the Bucks, but there is going to be some Lakers Bucks finals. Just give it to me right now. Oh, oh. I would love. It. <laughs> Uh, so loving that, loving to see that we have, uh, and as we continue on, we, we have all this time until July 31st to see this, uh, through, but, um, we'll start getting into like perspective matchups to see how things. Yeah. We can do some series picks. We can go in a little deeper on that. So this is just the top line to to talk about. I mean, we got, we got about a month and a half till they even start. A little longer than that actually <laughs> so yep. so plenty of time but uh bush something that's on the immediate horizon uh golf is back they feel i feel mm-hmm. like golf has been the most consistent uh sport storyline through this pandemic crisis mm-hmm. um, give us kind of the update of what we have to expect this weekend um and i know you have some uh, best bets that you want to yeah. get to. uh talk to us about what we have so, um, you know, we've had a couple charity matches, but, you know, and finally we have real uh, PGA Tour event, you know, a full field. And it's, you know, the Charles, Charles Schwab's Challenge, um, Fort Worth, Texas, Colonial Country Club. Great track. I mean, the thing, the thing about that is that's a tournament that usually falls under the radar um, because the field is not incredible, but now that it's the first tournament back, you know, a lot of people are playing no tiger, but you know, we got top players. We got Brooks, we got Rory, we got John Rom. you know, all these guys are going to be playing and competing. Um, so speaking of that, I'm going to read this off cause these are freaking incredible. The hold on, hold on. The, um, feature groups this week are just sick. <laughs> they're just they're just like for a Charles Schwab challenge to have these kind of groups is just incredible. So we got we got um, Brooks, Rory, John Rom. We've got wow. JT, Ricky, and Jordan. We got Justin Rose, Bryson, and DJ, and Phil, Kevin, Non, Gary Woodland. So we've got some studs playing together wow. in some great groups, which will be a lot of fun. I'm so excited. I'm going to be, I'm getting up at like six o'clock on two on Thursday to watch golf. (laughs) Where is is, uh, this being played? So it's in, it's in, uh, I think the town is actually Fort Worth right, right near Dallas. So it's, um, it's colonial country club. Um, So one guy that, you know, just because it's in Dallas, he lives in Dallas. He's a Texas guy, Jordan Smith. Jordan Smith is really interesting to me this week because he had such a bad year but he saw glimpses of um, of hope in his game to to where he has been. It's crazy that you know if he makes a couple putts around, he his game changed tremendously. Um, and I think that if you know if he's been training and he's been working on his mental game, which is the toughest part for him, you know he's staying at home. 
Um, I don't know if he technically has to get in the PGA tour bubble or whatever, but he's from the area. So he it's, it's, it's local for him. Um, so he's a guy that I'm looking at this week, uh, not necessarily to win, but, but to perform and, and, um, you know, I'll get more into it on the bets. Um, but the thing that I want to propose to you, um, this is, so this is, uh, you know, they're going to have no fans. They're going to be chartering, um, flights to each tournament pretty much with the tour players. And, they're not going to have fans until the Memorial in July. I believe it's, I believe it was moved to July. I'll be there. Um, So, you know, golf just from, from you, you know, as opposed to me, a more casual golf fan, you know, what, what do you think on, you know, how much do you think it'll affect uh, having no fans? Because I know that at a tournament having fans is huge. It's, you know, huge for that. But I think on the TV side, I don't think it's going to be that much different. I really don't. Right. I, I agree. Um, with how, uh, things played out and honestly how normal it seemed and not crazy to watch the charity events, uh, without any fans, Mm -hmm. Uh, granted the players had microphones, so it won't be the same in that regard. So it will be quiet, but in a way, uh, when I'm watching, uh, (laughs) when I, uh, when I'm watching golf, I'm kind of just zoned in on the shots. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool when when Tiger makes. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. The the one outlier is the Tiger roar. But besides that, I think that like fans are not as noticeable until the 18th green yep. on TV. Yep, and uh, I, I think given like you said, given the the star-studded pairings, there's going to be enough kind of natural electricity, we'll call it, going on just because it's mm-hmm. going to be incredible golf. Um, and it's it, it's props to the the PGA of making those tri- uh, trios that uh, that they did because there no none of those uh, pairings have like and you have this guy it's it's all guys yeah. that we love watching so um, that's good and I think that'll benefit them when we watch uh, but yeah I like I like I said I don't think it's going to be too crazy. Um, the 18th roar is, is always great. And when, when you got the guy that eagles from 200 yards out. Yeah, the thing, the, the, thing that, the thing that changes it too is like guys putting on 16 and they hear a big roar on 12 and they're like, oh, on Sunday. And they're like, oh, crap, something just happened. That'll be a little different. You know, it's not as intimidating that way. But yeah, and in a, way, in a way, everyone's just in their own mind playing their own game then so it's, mm-hmm. it'll be cool to see everyone at their absolute best with no uh external factors you know affecting them so i'm uh, the thing i'm excited for is the first guy to uh you know make a birdie putt grab grab the uh grab the ball and normally they like acknowledge like thanks like it's like wait what do i do <laughs> it's like so last year i forget which round of it with the zozo championship was uh the, the championship or the uh, tournament in japan that tiger won his 82nd uh tour victory and they had so much rain that they didn't allow fans for one day I'm, i can't remember if it was the last day or not but all i know is it was like you thought it'd be so weird it kind of was a little bit because it's tiger and you can notice the fans a little bit but on tv it really wasn't um but don't get me wrong for for the players it's going to be a lot different for them because they're going to be used to 
used to, uh, first of all, when they, when you hit a shot, <laughs> when you hit something, you know, you hit your approach shot within a few feet and you hear nothing. You're like, well, wait, was that really not that good? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're used to hearing cheers when you put it right next to the hole. Like, yeah. so, um, you know, that'll be interesting, but I'm beyond pumped for golf to be back. I'm probably playing every day this week too. So it'll be the same, you know, no fans there either. <laughs> <laughs> no one can watch you uh scrap it up on the course that's crazy no nah, but uh you said, you said that you like uh spieth anyone else that's um, yeah so i'm gonna go here i'll go into my bets now um you know i haven't put anything in yet but these are what i'm thinking um well actually first let's let's go over this i do really want to kind of commend the tour for doing this and um you know when they're going through their tea times um they skipped 8 46 a.m to, to cool. give a moment for George Floyd, which is, um, you know, it's really kind of important. And, and I think that that's great um, that they did that. So it's kind of like a moment of silence, um, you know, for him in the, in the, in the first round. Um, so that'll be, that'll be cool. Um, you know, good, good on them for doing that, especially a sport that, you know, is, you know, predominantly a, a white sport. So it's very good that, you know, they're, they're showing the, showing their, you know, their backing of this whole movement and, and, you know, everything that goes with it. Right. That's a, it's a good, uh, courteous and, and, uh, well-timed and just a overall professional move by the PGA. So yeah, hats up to them for sure. Agreed. Um, so going into my bets, um, you know, I have a few guys that I like for winners, a few matchups. So golf betting is a little different. You know, you have, <clears throat> you have different props you can take. You can take a guy to win. You can take a guy to, to finish in the top five, top 10, miss the cut, make the cut, um, you know, matchups between guys. So I did a little bit of both. Um, I think that odds wise, uh, you know, I took, I have, I have two guys that I want to take to win. Um, these are just based on first one is Rory's at plus 600 and he's hot as anyone right now. Um, I think that he's going to be, he's going to be a guy that's going to benefit from this and he's going to, you know, he's, he's, he's coming off such a good, what, two and a half years now that, um, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch him again. He's going to be the odds on favorite in almost every single event he goes to. Um, and then, um, I'm addicted to, uh, betting Brooks Kepka in every tournament. So I have to, again, because he's a guy that people joke about not caring about PGA tour events and only caring about majors, which is completely false. He's still won so much on tour and oh, there goes my computer almost. Um, and I think that, uh, at plus 2,500 to win is, wow. is, a, is a good bet to throw a little bit on, um, and then I got some top tens. I like Spieth top 10 playing at his home, his home, um, you know, his home area. I think that I, again, I don't know how that's going to work out if he's allowed to stay at home. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he is, but I don't know. Um, I think that, that him playing there and that's where he played his first event as a, as a kid too, uh, his first tour event when he was an amateur. I think that him at plus 400 to make a top 10 finish uh, is a good bet. And I, I like Victor Hovland, at plus 55 top 10, one of the most consistent young guys out there right now. Um, I don't remember the last time he was outside the top like 25. He's just so consistent. He's a guy that I think, I don't remember the exact stat, but I remember when I was working the tour, I was making this graphic on how he, his Sunday scoring average was like 66, 67 after his first like 15 events. Um, he's just, he's just, 
just solid, just consistent. Um, and then I like two different matchups. So the first one I like, so this one's based on odds. So Spieth over Justin Rose in the tournament, I, that's a pl plus 115. I like that a lot with those odds. Um, and then my other one is uh, Sung JM over Xander Shoffley at plus 110. Sung J last year was the most consistent young guy. Um, he played pretty much every event. He played like every week. He was staying in a hotel everywhere. He's, he's used to weird situations, you know. Um, last year, he had – I should have looked up the number, but so many top tens. He's just – one of the most consistent golfers out there. My last tournament I covered actually won uh, the Honda Classics. So that was uh, good to see. He's just a consistent ball striker. He's probably one of the best, uh, you know, young guys with his irons. His, his iron game is tremendous. He does not miss. Um, so that's a guy that I like. Um, love you, Xander Shoffley. But I think that I'd led, I like the plus 110 for Sungjae over Xander. So. Cool. Yeah, no, uh, I think – spew but yeah <laughs> I, i'm gonna uh with golf I, I typically go with your uh with your pit picks uh you you know the ins and outs more than i do but the one name that i like uh and i might throw some bread on is phil to make a top 10 i think it, it might sound pretty audacious but uh how do you think him uh competing in the the, the charity event and just get like golf on tv and and kind of getting his his rhythm of of competing on a national stage albeit in, in a charity event but it was on tv prime time do you think that could go to his benefit um uh, he he looked he looked pretty sharp during those things and i like his attitude i don't know i i think uh he might be a fun little bet i'm actually looking up his odds right now for top 10 what are they phil Not even in here. Oh, Phil Mickelson plus eleven hundred top ten finish. So that's a good good for the money. Um, thing about Phil is, since he's gotten older, he's been very inconsistent to the fact that like you can. I've seen so many just oh, Phil rounds where he's you know getting close to shooting an eighty, um, but you know, the guy has been, he's gotten so much in shape. He's, he's obviously been playing in, in events that in one event that matters since, yep. since quarantine. Um, I think that a guy like him staying at home might help because, you know, he's getting his rest. He's, he's staying in shape and he's, you know, he's Mr. Wellness now. So he's, it's not like he's sitting around eating freaking cheeseburgers all day. So he's like, he's staying physically and mentally in shape, which I like. Um, I don't mind the bet. I don't think I would do it just because Phil can be very inconsistent and I don't know where he's going to be coming off of this, this whole thing. Um, but now that I say that he's going to win. So yeah. <laughs> I just want to see Phil win again. Like that's, it's, yeah. it's so fun. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, the thing about Phil is money on him. I don't think at plus 1100 throwing a little bit on there is not bad. Um, especially if you have a safety net where you, you know, you're, you're going for a more obvious win when it comes to a matchup or something where you throw a lot on as well. So you're, you're going to win some anyways. Um, I don't think it's a terrible bet. I don't think that that's in mind for this week. I think I want to give him a couple, uh, a couple events to see where he's at. Cool. But, um, I mean, he, during the match, he, he looked what he looked great. Um, 
yeah. especially towards the end. And, you know, his, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's kind of my thought on Phil. It's very, very inconsistent to, you know, he's at his age as well. So, um, yep. you know, it's, it's, it's telling that Tiger's not playing right now too, as well to the same thing in age. Um, just trying to get his rest where he can, even though he got about three months of it, but <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's going to be good. Um, I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to look more into who I want to go, but I uh, appreciate you uh, for sharing who, you're comfortable with that's it's going to be uh worth noting when i uh hit the betting lines so that's all oh, i'll come up with more ones before thursday too so i'll cool. let you know <laughs> let me know let us know um and it, honestly if you guys are feeling someone that we didn't mention hit us up talking sports a to z on uh az excuse me on social um we'd love to hear your thoughts but uh bush man like uh, it was good talking about that nba stuff uh we got one of the first real events um, in major sports with golf this weekend. It's going to be awesome. Uh, do you have any uh, last words before we sign off? No, I mean, it's just, it's a weird time for everyone. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we can kind of talk about talk sports here a little bit and um, kind of get our, you know, 45 minutes to an hour ish time of just, you know, talking about that and, and mm-hmm. focusing on that. Cause you know, it's uh you got to keep balance right now and and I think that that's huge as you as you know as well um you know just myself it's been here and there back and forth with what's going on and um you know I'm just I'm just excited for what's 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 next and um whether it's in the world or in sports and everything and and hope everyone's staying you know safe healthy smart and kind of taking everything in right now yeah, right. Safe, healthy, smart, and positive. Try to stay as positive yeah. as you can during this. Uh, no one out there. You, you guys, you guys aren't alone. Everyone's going through this, so uh, we're excited and, and uh, kind of privileged to be able to talk sports and hopefully uh, bring some stupidity and humor to to the sports stuff as as we produce these. So we love doing it. Uh, looking forward to doing it next week and getting back on a routine, but. Uh, until mm-hmm. then, enjoy the golf that's happening this weekend. Enjoy the continued sporting news that uh, continues to break almost by a daily basis. Little nuggets of information within these leagues are are dropping for better or for worse. So uh, by this time next week, we're going to have a ton to talk about. And uh, we're really looking forward to, to it. So uh, stay safe and uh, have a great week to all you guys. Go Bills.